Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today we've got thursday night football later on tonight so we'll be previewing that but we've also got some news to break down so why don't we go ahead sit back relax sip our coffee and enjoy the show All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Harry Snowman. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, everyone on TikTok, everyone on Instagram, everyone on Facebook. We've got some football news to break down. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. We'll start things off with a little bit of an update. Yesterday, we did talk about Deshaun Watson being done for the season and what that might mean for the rest of the team. Uh, at the time, it had not been announced who the starter would be, and so I just assumed they would keep rolling with P.J. Walker as they had earlier in the season. But they are turning the reins over to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Personally, I think that this is a great move. Uh, like I say with Zach Wilson, like I say with Desmond Ritter, like I've said with Aiden O'Connell, I like the idea of just letting your young guy go out there and see what they've got and just betting on that person. We all know what P.J. Walker's done in his career. We all do, and we know what he is. He's not getting any better. We could see some improvements from all of these young quarterbacks that are given opportunity. So I love the fact that the Browns are just betting on their defense and seeing what this young guy has before they move on uh, and just rolling with PJ Walker. Like I, I feel like that using Dorian Thompson Robinson is the highest upside move and really the best move for this team as a whole, that defense is keeping them together. So if you have this athletic quarterback like Dorian is, I think that he provides a lot for this offense. I think that he could end up being, you know, at least better than PJ Walker, which is not a high bar to cross. Now we do know in his only start this season, it was awful. It was terrible. It was a 52.8% completion percentage. He only had 121 pass yards. He scored no touchdowns and he had three interceptions. Now this was against the stingy Ravens defense, who is literally the number one defense in the league against quarterbacks. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, right? I mean, I'm not expecting Dorian Thompson-Robinson to do even much better than he did against the Ravens against the Steelers this week. That's a very tough matchup in terms of the defensive line. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not much outside of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, but still those guys are going to give DTR some problems. So I'm very, very curious to see how he can handle this going forward and what this Browns offense will look like as a whole. Again, I think this provides a lot more upside for the whole offense than PJ Walker does. And again, I'm still going to say Jerome Ford and, you know, Dustin Hopkins are kind of the two unchanged Browns fantasy assets with this news. Uh, and we'll just have to see what wide receiver DTR likes. So uh, as we know, he is, has played football with Cedric Tillman all the way back in high school that's a sort of you know chemistry type of connection that could be unlocked potentially. 
But if I had to guess, it would still just probably mostly be David Njoku, Amari Cooper, maybe some Elijah Moore. But again, we will have to see. I'm very excited to see it. I love Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, his his hurdle back at UCLA is still one of my favorite just college football plays ever. It was just a really nice play by him. Uh, so again, I'm excited to see him play, and I'm excited to see what this means for the whole Browns. And again, I think that this provides much more ceiling for the whole offense. Oh, and he, if he's still available in your super flex leagues, like if he didn't go, like if no one claimed him yesterday uh, after this news, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. I actually put a, a, a pretty penny on him and Scott Fishbowl. Uh, just because, I mean, you don't get quarterbacks that are going to be starting the rest of season very often, especially these athletic quarterbacks who could provide a nice rushing floor. So, again, if he wasn't claimed, get him. Next up, we have some Mac Jones news. Uh, uh, reportedly, this is per a team source, Mac Jones has lost the Patriots locker room. Uh, this is obviously one of the worst things you want to hear about a quarterback, especially one that's already out there struggling. If his own players are not getting behind him, it's hard to imagine the rest of the team, including the front office, is able to get behind him. Uh, the way he's playing. The way he's commanding himself, it just seems like uh, he's not going to be the franchise quarterback for the Patriots, and they're going to have to make some moves. They're playing terribly, so it's going to be very easy to replace Mac Jones. And I think he could probably get a shot somewhere else, but it is clear that he is not the quarterback that New England needs. Uh, they, they are really far away from that. And, I mean, he's had now three different play callers in his tenure, uh, and it's just it's not worked out really with any of them. Uh, his rookie year, I guess, was okay, right? It, he was, but it was also in comparison to a bunch of quarterbacks in their, in their rookie season who were terrible. Davis Mills was the best rookie quarterback that that year, so it, you can't even say Mac Jones was the was a good rookie quarterback, really, considering uh, what happened uh, since then and the fact that, like I said, Davis Mills was better than him in his rookie season. So Mac Jones, looking like his time in New England is done, even the locker room is out on Mac Jones, and that's a huge, huge issue. Some other news. The Panthers are rolling back to Frank Reich being the play caller down in Carolina. He was the play caller the first three weeks or six weeks, and then the last three weeks he had let his offensive coordinator call the plays, uh, and it just didn't work really well. Now, he did go on to say that the play calling reversal was not a significant change. He said that only about 10% of the offense might change and the process will continue to be collaborative. I think this is just more, you know, Frank Reich is coaching for his job. Let's be completely clear here. Uh, he is definitely on the hot seat and everyone on the Panthers uh, just has not looked right. And at the end of the day, that falls on the head coach. And so Frank Reich is taking matters into his own hands, calling the plays, not letting his offensive coordinator get any of the heat and saying, you know what, it is me, you know, and we'll see what we can do here. I do want to say, I feel like that this is mostly just good for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen with Frank Wright calling the plays was much better than he had been recently. In his first six games of the season, he had five 15 plus games. Four of those were 20 plus pointers. And one of them was even a 30 point game from Adam Thielen, who had just been on fire when Reich, when Reich was calling the plays. With Johnson calling the plays, he didn't have a single game over 15.2 points. It was like 15.2, less than 10, and then 10. So expect Adam Thielen to get worked into this offense a lot more than he had been the last few weeks and potentially have himself a nice little backbound, background, uh, rebound as a very good PPR fantasy football asset. So that's kind of the one takeaway I have there is it's probably right back to Adam Thielen's season. <laughs> Next, uh, yesterday, I did talk a little bit about, you know, who I felt should be MVP, I, of course, and it's still CJ Stroud, as we've been saying for weeks now. 
Uh, and I, I was like, you know what? If you want to throw 10 bucks on and see what happens, that you should be good. But I didn't know what the odds were. I went out and found the MVP odds. So here's what everything is looking at right now. And I'm honestly surprised that this is how it shaped out. This is on DK Sportsbook. Jalen Hurts is number one. Patrick Mahomes is two. Lamar Jackson is three. Tua is four. Joe Burrow is five. Christian McCaffrey is sixth. Brock Purdy is seventh. And then CJ Stroud all the way down at eighth best odds with Jared Goff, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott trailing just behind him. This means to me, by the way, the odds for CJ Stroud plus 2,000 odds for him to win MVP. Again, my case for him is just the fact that if we're going to value players towards the end of their career playing so well, i.e. Tom Brady, who won the MVP because, you know, he had really good stats as a 40-year-old, I think we should say the same for a rookie quarterback. It is it is absolutely impressive what C.J. Stroud has been doing uh, as a rookie with a defensive-minded head coach, with wide receivers that no one believed in going into this year, uh, and a shoddy offensive line. And he's just killing it. So I do think that C.J. Stroud deserves the MVP. And to see him at plus 2,000 right now is uh, encouraging me to take the drive up to Chattanooga, Tennessee to play some bets on this because that's a, that's a fun one to me, I think. Next, we talked about Michael Carter yesterday. I said hold on to him to see where he ends up signing. Michael Carter has signed with the Arizona Cardinals. What does this mean? Well, to me, it just means that Michael Carter is the best backup in the room. You can probably safely drop Amari DiMercato and probably Keontae Ingram. I think Michael Carter is pretty easily going to slot ahead of those guys just because of his skill set. And I think that he could end up earning himself a complimentary role to James Conner. They are very similar running backs, but I think that Michael Carter could earn himself maybe a third down role coming in if James Conner's a little bit tired, catching some passes, working out of the backfield, that kind of thing. Uh, and I do think he could be relevant. So in your deeper leagues, if he was dropped, I think you should pick him right back up uh, just in case, right? I think that I think that this is a good signing for the Cardinals and a good signing for him. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot, especially as we were watching this Cardinals offense kind of trend upwards with the return of Kyler Murray. I think Michael, Michael Carter could genuinely end up being a, benef a beneficiary of that for sure. For sure. The other news we have, while uh, sort of on the Jets, uh, Robert Sala came out and said that Aaron Rodgers will play if he wants to play. The, the quote, if Rodgers wants to play, he'll play. He's an adult. He can make his own decisions, essentially. Now, I have been in my heart feeling that Aaron Rodgers is trending towards playing. I think that a lot of these reports out there are true, that he wants to be able to play and that he thinks he could play here in a few weeks, at least return before the playoffs. However, knowing Aaron Rodgers... I guarantee he's not going to play. I guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is not going to play, and here's why. I believe that the Jets will be out of playoff contention within the next few weeks, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to push himself to be back. Now, what I think he'll also say is, well, I would have come back if the Jets were still in the playoff hunt, but since they're not, I, I'm just I'm just going to focus on recovery. I'll be back in 2024. That is the most Aaron Rodgers thing possible, and that is definitely what I believe will happen. Now, if the Jets stay in playoff contention, I definitely assume Aaron Rodgers will come to play, but I don't think that's the case. In fact, I think it's so much the case that Aaron Rodgers will watch the Jets come out of playoff contention and just keep saying, oh, I would have if I could have, uh, that kind of thing, which is just so, so, so Aaron Rodgers. But we'll see, right? We'll see. He can prove me wrong, but that's definitely my guess as to how this situation will go. Some other updates. We talked about Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, kind of this new backfield split, how Jameer Gibbs is looking like the 1A. He's getting these goal line carries, which is awesome, something we weren't expecting from him with the return of David Montgomery. Well, it has since come out, and Jameer Gibbs was the one who reported this. He confirmed that on Jameer Gibbs' one-yard touchdown rush, 
David Montgomery was subbed in for that play. He, he was subbed in, and it was supposed to be David Montgomery getting that touchdown. But Monty went up to Gibbs and said, well, do you want it? And Gibbs said, yeah, I want this touchdown. And David Montgomery gave it to him. So, A, I think that that means we can't read into too much of their usage last week. I think it's still very possible that David Montgomery has that short yardage role again and probably gets those goal line carries instead of Gibbs uh, in future weeks. However, it is also very encouraging to see the camaraderie between these two running backs. If Monty is okay giving up touchdowns to Jameer Gibbs, then that's something special. That's something you don't see a lot. And so I would be excited if I'm a Jameer Gibbs owner that Monty said that and then acted upon that and then Gibbs scored the touchdown. I think that that shows that not only does Gibbs believe in himself, but the Lions believe in him, but so does his running back mate, David Montgomery, who's been in the league for years. I don't think that you have much of a a, a better way of showing your trust in a fellow teammate than letting him score the touchdown that you would have scored. I mean, that that's a whole nother level to me. So again, fantastic backfield duo going on in Detroit. Both are startable going forward, uh, but definitely be cautious. Don't over extrapolate from this one week sample size. I do still think it's possible that in closer games um, or not necessarily closer games, lower scoring games where, where they have to you know try to run out the clock or something, or uh, just ones where the Detroit Lions have run away with the game. I do believe that David Montgomery will be seen as the one a in those types of game scripts. So again, don't over-extrapolate one-week sample size. It's very possible Jameer Gibbs still gets the Jameer Gibbs usage from a few weeks back as opposed to last week where, of course, they scored 41 points. I mean, all of these players are going to be relevant. So just, again, don't get too excited, but get a little excited. Do get a little excited about it. Good stuff going on in Detroit. All right, and with that... Uh, with Pip singing right now, I'm going to play you guys a quick little ad break as I get him out of here. Check out Battle again. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to battle.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Battle.com, the code is UNDERWORLD, or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right guys and i just posted a link down in the chat been talking about it all week we were trying to get people joining the top dog dynasty dog fight that is a challenge over on battle fantasy a free challenge where you could take on me maddie kiwu matt babich and seth dewald some of our favorite dynasty teams and seeing if you can come out on top again it's free to play and the link for that would be rewards.playerprofiler.com slash top dash dog d-a-w-g again Free to play, and the person who has the most points by the end of the year total gets a signed Saquon Barkley jersey. So make sure you sign up for that challenge. It'll make me happy and the rest of everyone else that's competing in that challenge. And as I had to really quickly get the bird out of here, I have one final piece of news, and that is Devon A. Chain. I'm sure everyone has been seeing this clip go around where a reporter had asked Mike McDaniel about Devon A. Chan's health, and then Mike McDaniel says, How much money do you have in fantasy football? 
Uh, and I think that that's a very hilarious quip. But I think that that is being too overstated because if you watch that full clip, Mike McDaniel says a lot about Devon Achan and it's cut out. It's cut out from that clip. And I and so I've watched the whole thing. I'm here to report it to you. Basically, what he said is uh, Devon Achan wants to play, but we have to see how he progresses. I'm not like he said, basically, I'm a head coach and I feel part of my job is to remain true to my players. So if Devon Achan feels like he can play, I'll let him play. But I want to see it first. And then he went on to say, and it's important to note because Devon Achan has been practicing all week. He has not missed a practice this week since the practice window was open. But he also went on to say that Devon Achan in Monday's practice was untackleable. On Monday's practice. So the very first practice upon returning uh, from the practice window being activated, Devon Achan is already being untackleable. So that's really good news which again leads me to believe that he will be activated ahead of the game against the Raiders. And if he isn't, he'll definitely be a hundred percent the week after, but I think he's here and I think he'll end up being activated. And I love that clip that we saw from Mike McDaniel, uh, some good tidbits here about the electric running back Devon Achan. And Hey guys, there's some electric running backs or a electric running back in this game tonight. We have the Bengals heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. They've lost to the Texans last week. The Ravens lost to the Browns last week. So both of these teams are looking for a bounce back win. And I'm excited. This is probably the best Thursday night football game of the year outside of the Chiefs-Lions from week one. This is going to be a good one. This really will. Uh, we've got, of course, the divisional matchup, which is always fun. But again, both of these teams fighting to, I mean, the Bengals in particular, they're out of the playoff hunt, right? or not the hunt, the picture right now. They're not in the playoffs. They've got to get back into the wins uh, and, you know, finish the year off well. So both of these teams really a little worried and they need to pick up these wins. So with that being said, we do know that T Higgins is officially out uh, as expected. We talked about that on Monday, but still he's officially out. So it's going to be Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, Trent Irwin, and Tyler Boyd. And then uh, on the Ravens side, really no one's out. But we do know that Keaton Mitchell is expected to see a little bit bigger of a role. The Ravens are favorited in this game by three and a half. And the over under is 46. So they're expecting a decent bit of points to be scored, but not too many. Not too many. I will go crazy here, though. I know it's Thursday night football. and You should always pretty much bet the under. But I think that this could go over here. I, I really do think that we could start to see some fireworks. Both of these offenses playing with a chip on their shoulder makes me so excited. I like I am very excited for tonight's game, and I think there's going to be some fireworks. Uh, what we need to know, we'll start with the Ravens. The Ravens defense. So this is in regards to Bengals offensive players. The Bengals, the Ravens defense uh, is first against quarterbacks, 12th against running backs, 10th against wide receivers, and sixth against tight ends. Again, showing how stingy this defense has been. Now, again, this is the Bengals, so I'm not too worried about how these teams rank up against that defense. I think Joe Burrow is still going to have a good game. I think Jamar Chase is, of course, still going to have a good game. They're just too talented to let defenses stop them to a high degree. Now, could we maybe see 250 passing yards instead of 300? Maybe. But still, I, I think that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow especially will be fine. What I'm most curious about is who the second wide receiver could be. Uh, last week, it was Tyler Boyd and Trent Irwin. Uh, and with Andre Eosivas out again, it's probably going to be both of those guys again. Uh, either one of those, probably a good DFS option. Uh, if I had to choose one, I, I would probably lean Irwin just because he's cheaper. But of course, I do think Tyler Boyd is going to have himself a good game. Like I said, I'm expecting some points to be scored. So if that's the case, everyone should basically be started here. 
Uh, I am worried, though, again, of Joe Mixon. He has just not looked good. And so what I'm watching in this game in particular is to see which running back gets worked in, especially in competitive game scripts. Uh, as it is a competitive game script, I just want to see who they're trusting the ball with because we still haven't necessarily figured out who the backup is. It's looking like it's Travion Williams, but he's getting so little opportunity that I'm not quite sold on it. So we will have to see what goes on. But again, for the Bengals, let's just go Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, all of like they they still have at least their regular outing uh, with, with a, a tiny bit of upside, depending on how this uh, game script goes. On the other side, with the, Rang- the, the Ravens facing the Bengals, Quarterbacks right against the quarterbacks. The Bengals defense is 20th, 16th against running back, 17th against wide receiver and 31st against tight ends. So we're looking at a Mark Andrews game, which is generally the case in divisional matchups as these tight ends go off. But especially in this one, I'm feeling two touchdowns, at least from Mark Mark Andrews in this contest. Uh, And I think it's going to be exciting from him. Uh, And I think Lamar Jackson, you know, the Bengals are only 20th against quarterbacks. I think Lamar Jackson could see himself a nice rebound here. He's actually seven and two against the Bengals in his career. So he definitely has their number. And I'm expecting a lot of it to come on the ground, uh, not necessarily in the air. I think I think we're going to see a lot of scrambles tonight from Lamar Jackson. And that's going to open up the field for the running backs. And so to get my take out there, as I know, this is the question that everyone wants to know. Should I start Gus Edwards? Should I start Keaton Mitchell? I think, to be honest, my answer would be both. I think you can start both in this game. Again, I firmly believe that Gus Edwards is not going to lose a single damn thing. I think Gus Edwards has his role locked down, and he's going to get it. He's going to get the early carries. He's going to get the third, the, 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 the short carries. He's going to get the goal line carries. That's what he's going to do. And Keaton Mitchell, I think, will probably get everything else. I don't think he only has four touches in this game. I think that we see true Keaton Mitchell usage in this one, and I think it's going to look good. So I think you can get away with starting both running backs. Uh, as If you watched the Mind of Mansion this week, you saw that Ian Harditz pointed out that Gus Edwards is actually the RB4 and PPR over the last four weeks. I think he can keep that going. I think it's very easy for Gus Edwards to score a touchdown in this contest. And on the other side, I think it's very easy for Keaton Mitchell to get himself a ton of explosive runs and maybe even a few nice catches here and there. Uh, and so that's what I expect from the Ravens. I expect it to be Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell on the ground, and maybe some sprinkles of another wide receiver like Zay Flowers and Odell. But I think their game plan is on the back of the run game and Mark Andrews. And lastly, my underdog and DraftKings tickets. This is what I've taken. Keaton Mitchell over 36 and a half rush yards. Odell Beckham over 26 and a half receiving yards. Gus Edwards lower than 46 and a half rush yards. Again, I just don't think that Gus Edwards is a very efficient and good running back. I think he'll get some volume, but I feel like 46 and a half rush yards is a lot to ask from him. Uh, I've got Mark Andrews scoring a touchdown and I'm going with Jamar Chase 11 or more targets. I think that that one's a good one to bet on, especially with T Higgins out. So these are the ones I've picked. Uh, as you guys know, I have struggled majorly with these with these uh, parlays this year. I've only got one right, but still, but still, I like these picks at least. I think they're good logic here. Odell Beckham in particular, um, he's been you know showing signs of life over the last few weeks and hit this mark both times the last couple of weeks. So I think you can keep it going, especially in this game where I'm expecting a lot of points to be scored, the ball to be moved a lot. I think I think that really all of these hopefully should hit. We'll see though. And also my DraftKings lineup. This one I'm not feeling as confident in. Uh, it's, the showdown captain mode is always so tough. The, the main thing that happens here is you've got to hit on the captain. And I know that we talked about the Bengals being decent against wide receivers and quarterbacks and really good against quarterbacks, but I still think Jamar Chase is just someone you have to start, especially PPR formats. And so I'm actually just throwing him into the captain spot. I think that it's that this game is going to come down to him. 
when you're looking at playoff type games with implications like this, the ball goes into the hands of your superstar. So look for Jamar Chase to see a ton of volume tonight. And that's why I'm making him my captain. Uh, I made Lamar Jackson next as I expect him to get a ton done on the ground. I think Lamar Jackson's going to look good. Again, I think Mark Andrews is going to be the main target here. And I think Keaton Mitchell's going to be explosive. I think Odell Beckham's going to be open tonight. So he should see some volume, hopefully. And then lastly, I threw Tanner Hudson in as my cheap player. Just because over the last two weeks, he's had at least eight points uh, in DraftKings scoring. And that's pretty good for 2.6K, especially in a game where I'm expecting a decent bit of points to be scored. He should be able to get himself in for a touchdown if the, if the, if the ball goes his way. So these are the players I've thrown into my DraftKings lineup. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll let you know how it goes. So that is all I have for you in tonight's game uh, and just the news in general. Let's check out the chat, see if you guys have any questions for me. Good morning, everyone. Picking up Rico Dowdle just to make Paula Odard sweat is a must. This is true. This is true. You bought both DTR and PJ and waivers overnight. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Anthony says, as a Panthers fan, I approve Reich playing, calling plays again. Whatever gets him fired sooner. Yeah, like I said, this is definitely um, just a uh, him coaching for his job thing, right? I, I, I think he likes Thomas Brown uh, a lot and doesn't want it to fall on him. I kind of answered about my expectations of Keaton Mitchell, so that'll be that that came before that. You're starting Keaton with with full confidence. Yeah, might as well, right? Might as well. Might as well. Uh, pick two between Sutton, Singletary, or Nico. Looks like Nico's playing, uh, so I think I'd go Nico and Sutton just because I think last week was kind of a surprise from Devin Singletary. I do think that Damian Pierce will probably be back uh, this this week, but we'll have to see. If he's not back, then you can go Singletary over Sutton. Um, Keaton Mitchell or Mixon tonight? You've probably got to go Mixon just in terms of process, uh, but uh, could be, right? I mean, like this is one where it's very scary. I just want to see more than four touches before Keaton Mitchell to where I'm going to throw him over a player like Joe Mixon. Um, so yeah, uh, good question here. Are you on the sell A-chan train? No. No, not at all. I do see that a lot of player profilers, they're hammering this, but no, not at all. You don't sell a player that that, that is that explosive attached to that kind of offense. Uh, you need a lot. You need a lot for him. And no one's really paying up for A-chan. Uh, and even then, those paying up offers just aren't enough for me for the electricity that this guy has. I mean, he's literally the same weight as Jameer Gibbs in a better offense, and yet everyone wants to call him underweight just absolutely dismissing the reports of him adding pounds this offseason and losing his track body. Devon Achan is an NFL running back. And if we're going to get excited about players like Keaton Mitchell, Israel Labanakanda, then you have to be in love with Devon Achan, and you can't sell an asset like that at all, at least not while he's not playing. Like, why would you sell low on Devon Achan? You could there was a time where he was being argued as a dynasty, like a top three dynasty running back, and we're so far removed from that that why would you sell Devon Achan now? Wait for him to return. Wait for him to show everyone how good he was, and then you can sell him if you really want to move on. But no, me. I mean, I've been a Devon Achan believer all year. Uh, literally, you can go watch my draft coverage video like the like the Monday after draft weekend. I called Devon Achan um, my biggest riser and one of my favorite running backs in this draft class. Uh, no, I can't move on from that guy. I can't do it at all. Um, let's see. Lastly, start one wide receiver, Devontae Smith, Ayuk Tank. That's a lot of wide receivers to choose from. Let's go with Devontae Smith and Tank Dell, but maybe Brandon Ayuk. But uh, I do like that Devontae Smith um, is 
going to be trending up with Dallas Goddard out. If you look at his games without Dallas Goddard, it was the best time of the year for him last year. So I think Devontae Smith is someone you've definitely got to start again. And uh, I actually do see a good TikTok question before I sign off here. Would you trade Brees Hall and Devontae Smith for Justin Jefferson? In, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I can do that at all. I really don't. Um, I, that's a lot to give up. That's a, I mean, I love Justin Jefferson, but I feel like Brees Hall and Devontae Smith is way too close um, to, to, to call uh, to, for me to say, go get Justin Jefferson, because both those guys are just so good. Uh, all right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This was The Wake and Take. You guys were yet again a fantastic audience. I will see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be talking a little bit about what happened in tonight's game. And, of course, we'll be previewing Sunday's action as there's a lot to break down. I'm not lying, guys. This show could have been an easy 20 more minutes if I started reporting on all the injury news I was reading. But I decided to save it for tomorrow when more evidence becomes clear. Uh, don't want to jump the gun on a lot of these injury news, but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of injuries piling up this week, so we'll be discussing that tomorrow uh, as well as Thursday Night Football. So I hope to see you all then. You all have a terrific Thursday and a fantastic rest of your week. I'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.